the thankful person is not so proud that they see that my abilities are limited. And so I acknowledge that, and I'm going to thank God and those that have helped me, because without them, I could never have gotten where I've gotten. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. You know, the Bible reveals that a thankful heart makes for a happier life. Over and over again in Scripture, we're encouraged to be thankful to God and thankful to others. When Paul the Apostle in Romans 1 lists the warning signs of a society departing from God, he says, nor were they thankful. So what are the signs of a thankful heart? How can we know if we ourselves are as thankful as we should be? I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to answer these questions in today's message, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart. So let's go right to it. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will in Christ concerning all believers. So this is the time of year everybody thinks to thank. I preached a message once called Think to Thank. This is the time of year that we're supposed to remember to thank. But really, should it just happen once a year? It should happen all the time, every day. We are to be thankers, not just once a year. Uh, but at this time of year, we gather around the Thanksgiving table, and there's a great big turkey cooked in the middle of it. Who can't be thankful at that moment in time? Because you're about to eat that turkey. But... We say, you know, thank you, Lord, for this and that. We bow and we have a prayer. And if you're not a Christian, not a believer in God, maybe even an atheist, then you gather around a table and you ask people to just say something that they're thankful for. Well, I'm thankful for this, thankful for that, but there's no acknowledgement of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I observe people. I'm a people watcher. And I've noticed something through the years that this thankful attitude doesn't last very long. Matter of fact, as soon as the holiday's over, Many people slip back into complaining, slip back into criticizing, slip back into being discontent. And I've noticed something else that has really been disappointing to me, um, that America has really become more of a thankless country than a thankful country. And that's probably because we have, as a nation, rejected God. We have really become thankless, I think, because we're no longer God-conscious. We're just not thinking about God. We don't look up and say, thank you for what I have, that it came from you. So we've grown. The more secular we've become, the more thankless we have become. Because when you're walking with God, thanksgiving goes with it. As a matter of fact, here in America, we've really gone the opposite direction. We've become an entitlement country. Have you noticed that? An entitlement country. When you have this, you owe me. That's what entitlement is. You owe me. You owe me is an attitude in America rather than thank you. You owe me because I really am so wonderful, you owe me. Right? When that's the prevailing attitude, you're not going to hear much thanks from anybody because you owe me. And if I'm entitled to everything, what do I have to be thankful for? Because whatever I get, it was owed me. 
So I don't really need to give credit or give thanks because it was owed to me. And I don't know if you've noticed, I read news probably too much. But you've noticed that there seems to be, we've spawned a younger generation that is anything but thankful. Now, I'm going to footnote that with this statement real quickly. I don't mean all young people. I don't mean everybody. But I mean there is a big slice of the American pie, the younger generation, that is just not thankful for anything. I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but on college campuses all over the country, there have been protests and uprisings among college students who think that everything should be given to them. Have you noticed that in the news? Everything should be given to me because I am so wonderful, so gifted, and you're so blessed to have me at your college campus. You ought to cover everything for me. The government should pay for their college tuition. The government should pay for their health care. And that same government should cancel out all of their college debts and take care of them until they find a job. Well... And these things, watch this, they demand. If you notice, they demand as their right. And they've had college professors fire. They have had deans of colleges who have resigned because of the protests. And and again, let me be clear. I'm not saying that everybody's this way, but those that are this way have seized the national news media's attention who have covered them and their whiny, demanding unthankful and ungrateful attitudes. And to me, that is truly a shame because that is the antithesis of godliness. I don't know about you, but I like being around thankful people. And if I do something for somebody, I like somebody who says, you You know, when you look in the Bible, you see anything but an entitlement attitude among the saints that are found in its pages. You show me a godly man or a godly woman in the Bible, and I will show you somebody that was invariably thankful They had a thankful attitude because you know what? Being thankful is sane thinking and honest thinking and realistic thinking. The people in the Bible, you'll notice, or anybody that you've known, are thankful for every single thing that they had. They thank God for everything He brought into their life. And because they were thankful, they're also not miserable or unhappy over the things they don't have. Take David. I love King David. He's one of my Bible heroes as he is most people, but I so appreciate David. You can't go anywhere in the Psalms without running across one of four words. Thank, thanks, thankful, thanksgiving. I counted in the Psalms, just one of those four words is used 31 times. And if you put in there also, praise God, worship God, give credit to God, give glory to God, it just adds up and adds up so that you can't go anywhere in the Psalms without encountering a thankful attitude towards God. And then you come to the Apostle Paul, who to me was the king of a positive attitude. Nobody had the ability to rise above negative circumstances like Paul, except Jesus himself. Paul rejoiced no matter what situation he was in. And I counted in his epistles, just in the letters he wrote, I found the words, thank, thanks, thankful, thanksgiving. I found it 23 times. In the Bible as a whole, we find those four words 131 times. And again, that's minus praise him, worship him, give him glory. Now, if the Bible says something once, we ought to do it. But 131 times? 
When you read the Bible, you see that thanksgiving is the language of heaven. Thanksgiving is the language of heaven. If you don't like praising God and you don't like giving thanks, don't go to heaven. Get out now. Because that's all that's going to be there. Thanksgiving, praise, worship. And that's all they do up there. You say, well, I'm going to get bored real quick. Oh, no, you're not. You're going to be so engulfed and swallowed up in the glory of the living God that to give worship and to give praise, listen, some of you that haven't been able to get your hands up, they're going to be all the way up in heaven. You might as well start now. This is, this is show and tell right here. It's what the angels do around the clock. They thank God. They worship God. It's the primary preoccupation of the holy cherubim and seraphim. They thank God. They praise God. They worship God. It's what we were wired to do. That's why when we're lost, we worship rock groups or some movie star because we're wired to zero in on something and worship it. But we were wired to worship the living God. And once you worship the living God, there is no going back. Paul, in the verse we read, he said, listen, I want you to be thankful in all things. Not for all things, because God doesn't do all things. You can't thank God for evil when the devil does evil. But in the context of all things, in the midst of all things, in the experience of all things, good, bad, and ugly, this is what he says. I want you to remember to thank God. Because when we're thanking God in the trouble, we're essentially saying, Lord, I know you've got it. I know you're in charge. I know that you're in control. And so I'm just going to thank you even though it looks like all hell is breaking loose. Lord, I'm going to thank you in the presence of this. And it is a tool and a weapon by which we survive tough times in everything. Give thanks. The writer of Hebrews said, we are to offer thanks continually. And here's what he called it, the fruit of your lips. The fruit of your lips to continually thank God. You can't get near Paul, as I said, You can't get near the Apostle Paul without entering the praise zone because everywhere Paul was, he was in the praise zone. You find him in prison, he's praising God. You find him being hit with rocks, he's praising God. You find him being persecuted and lambasted and vilified and demonized, he's still praising God. He lived in the praise zone. He thanked God for victories. I looked at a few things. We find him thanking God for victories. He thanked God for other people for their giving into his ministry. He thanked Jesus continuously for causing him to always triumph in Jesus Christ. He thanked God for the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. He thanked God for all of his children in the faith. Everybody that come to Jesus through him, he says, I constantly thank God for you. That's what he said. He thanked God all the time non-stop. He was a major industrial strength thanker. He commanded the church to get rid of dirty stories, foul talk, nasty jokes, and replace them with a thankful tongue. He said, let God do a work on your tongue. Let God do a work on your speech. Get rid of that nasty talk and turn into a thanker and let your tongue become sanctified. He noted in Romans 1, and I've really, man, have I homed in on this in the last couple of years. 
as I've studied Romans 1. I think one of the most profound chapters ever written in the history of book writing. Romans 1, he said, an unthankful heart, an unthankful heart is one of the signs of a backsliding heart. When we cease to be thankful, something is going on in our spiritual walk that is adrift. In other words, the closer you get to God, the more you are going to be a thanker. And the further you get from Him, the more the thanksgiving drops. He said this in Romans 1. They became unthankful. They didn't give God the glory. The continual appearance of thanksgiving in the Bible is like a fine golden thread that weaves its way throughout all the pages and brings them together, thanking, praising, worshiping, blessing God. Now I want to share with you some of my my own thoughts about thanksgiving. Some of the things that I've seen through the years and that I see confirmed in the Bible about what a thankful heart looks like or three signs of a thankful heart. Let me share them with you first. A thankful person acknowledges his source. A thankful person acknowledges where what he has came from. The thankful person knows where his blessings have come from, and the Bible is very clear that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of change. Of his own will he begat us by the word of truth. So let me tell you what God is like. He is every day constantly pouring out giving from his gracious, merciful hands. He is a major giver. Our God is a giver. It says he daily loads us down with benefits. Every single day, you ought to wake up and say, what's my benefit today from God? Because he daily loads us down. Can you imagine being loaded down with benefits? Most people walk around loaded down with care, loaded down with worry. But the Bible says he daily loads us down with benefits. God takes care of His creation. The Bible describes the providential care of God over His entire creation. Already today, God has fed His creation. He has fed the birds. He's fed the fish of the sea. He has fed the animals. He's fed you and me. Listen to what the psalmist wrote. I love this verse. It's so powerful. It's so poetic. Listen to this. You open your hand, he says to God, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. You want to know what God looks like? Not this. Not fists clenched. His hand is open. And every day he opens his hand and he satisfies the desires of every living thing. It's just what Jesus said. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow seed. They don't reap a harvest. They don't gather seed into barns. They don't have a bank account. They don't have a savings account. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And if he feeds the birds of the air and clothes the flowers of the field, shall he not much more clothe you and feed you and care for you and watch over you and fight for you and carry you and break through for you and give to you? And you know what? God is so good. He's better than I am. Because it says that God even gives to the wicked. He gives to the ungodly. He gives every day to those that are cursing his name. I wouldn't. Somebody's cursing my name. I'd say, hey, you made your bed, lay in it. I wouldn't give to him. 
Oh, I might. But it wouldn't come natural. God would have to tell me to. But you see what it says right here? Listen, Jesus said, Your Father in heaven makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good. And He sends His rain on the just and on the unjust. Jesus said that. Jesus said, Your Father in heaven is so good. He's such a giver. He is so merciful, so gracious that your father in heaven looks on the wicked, looks on those who wake up every day and curse his name, drop the GD bomb all the time, but he gives to them. And you know why he does it? The Bible says that the goodness of God might lead them to repentance. He's a good God. In the book of Romans, where Paul the Apostle describes the pathway of destruction, Romans 1, that ancient civilizations took when they walked away from God, it says, although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God. Now watch this, folks. This is amazing. They knew God, but they didn't glorify Him as God. Nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you see that? When you don't thank God, you begin to spiral down. When you're not a thanker, when you're not God conscious, you begin to spiral down. And the spiral is into futile thinking, which means thinking that goes nowhere, thinking that doesn't produce anything, thinking that is a dead-end road, thinking that is really stuck in a cul-de-sac. You do not ever arrive at truth or peace when you have futile thinking. And he says, their thoughts became futile and their hearts were spiritually darkened and it all began when they didn't thank God or give the glory due to Him as God. Folks, there is something to this thing of thanking God. We need to be thankers of God and we need to give credit. We need to acknowledge where what we have came from. The thankful person always and gladly acknowledges the source of all that he has. I just think I want to thank a minute. Can we just lift our hands and say, Jesus, thank you for all that I have, for your goodness toward me. Blessed is the Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Can we give him a hand of praise and thank him? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But then I see something else. I've seen it through the years. A thankful person admits his limitations. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. The thankful person realizes that without the help of God and the help of other people, he or she could never have succeeded alone. In other words, the thankful person is not so proud that they see that my abilities are limited. And so God has had to help me and other people have had to help me. And so I acknowledge that and I'm going to thank God and those that have helped me because without them, I could never have gotten where I've gotten. That's what thankful people do. Thankful people remember to thank. They think to thank. I was thinking of Nebuchadnezzar. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. He is king over the mightiest nation on earth. Babylon has covered the earth. He is the number one most powerful man on the planet. And the Bible is so clear that God put him there. But look at what he did one day. One day, Nebuchadnezzar, he's out walking around. He's looking at everything he built, or he thinks he built. He's looking at everything that has been built, this incredible city of Babylon. He's out there looking at it, drinking it all in. And look at what this man says. It says, he looked out across the city of Babylon and said, 
by my own mighty power. I have built this majestic city to display my majestic splendor. Right about then, I feel like ducking. Because listen to the pronouns there. I, my, my, I. He said, look what I've done. And I did it all for me. Because I'm so incredible. I want everybody looking at me. And do you know that the very next verse, the very next verse, God speaks. And God says, today the kingdom is taken away from you until you learn to give glory to God. Whoa. You know what happened to him? You know what happened to him? He went crazy. He went insane, and he began crawling around on all fours. It says his fingernails grew out like bird claws. His hair became matted and long, and he walked around, are you ready, eating grass like an animal, And then the Bible says, and he was that way for quite some time. I don't know who ran the kingdom while he was like this, but he was like this for a while. And I mean, over a year, some long period of time. And then it says, when his reason returned to him, it returned because he gave the glory to God. And he came back to his senses. So can we say that it is sort of a a type of insanity when God has blessed you and you fail to thank Him. Because it doesn't make sense. Here God gives you all these things. And yet you don't even look up and say, Lord, you're my source. I acknowledge the source. And no way I could have ever done this without you. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you for all the grace and all the mercy and all you've done for my job, my kids, my home, my life, the gifts I have, what I own. You have given it to me, Lord. And I want to thank you for helping me become what I could never have done on my own. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message and that you're encouraged to grow in being thankful. And be sure to join me next time for part two of the message, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart. Now, don't go anywhere because our announcer has some very exciting Life Talk news for you. Today's program is entitled, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. 
Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.